It's time for Monday Night Sports Talk on News Talk 1400 WDWS Champaign-Urbana. Featuring the News Gazette media sports writers, Matt Daniels, Bob Osmussen, and Scott Ritchie. Delivering the latest insights on the Illini and more. Join the program by calling 217-356-9397 or send a text to the Castle Heating and Cooling text line 217-351-5357. Now, here are the News Gazette media sports writers and your host, Steve Kelly. Good evening, sports fans, and welcome to Monday Night Sports Talk with you until 6 o'clock this evening here on News Talk 1400 DWS. Matt Daniels is here, Scott Ritchie is here, Bob Osmussen will join us on the telephone coming up in a couple of minutes. Some of the sports headlines on this Monday, a group of uh, athletic directors got together and talked about uh, the start of fall sports and what might be needed. They say uh, six weeks would be needed to get football started on time in early September, so a decision on whether or not uh, that might happen would need to be made in early July. The Big Ten Conference extended the uh, situation as far as sports activities in the Big Ten of any kind uh, through uh, June 1st. They'll reevaluate at that time. That's the previously announced suspension of all organized team activities that is extended through June 1. And uh, the University of Louisville gets a notice of allegations. Sound familiar, Matt, does it? (laughs) Very much so. Uh, The Rick Pitino era did not end well in in terms of all the turmoil surrounding the program. And, uh, you know, that still continues to this day. Bob Osmussen with us on the telephone. Bob, how you doing? I'm doing great. Really good. Still getting a a long uh, hold up at home there? Yeah, I'm getting a little bored, though. So you guys need to come over. Let's do the show here. We'll do it out my yard. How about that? Well, you're welcome. you're welcome to come back in anytime you want. If you want to. I, I'll think about it. I have to get doctor's permission. But when they say, well, actually, Julie's permission. <laughs> Julie and the doctor. And probably in that order, actually. So, But, yeah, I'd love to come back. Can't we? We're all together at back at the Esquire. Scott Ritchie with us as well. How are you getting along, Scott, these days? Okay? Yeah. I mean, like I know I mentioned this to you guys off the air in our pre-production meeting, but I know when it's Sunday because the last dance is on and I've been looking forward to that all week. And then I know it's Monday because I'm here. The rest of the week, uh, I'm really never sure what day it is. But, uh, you know, just getting getting by like everybody else. It makes my Monday just to see Scott's hair progression as it gets more and more curly. It's out of control. And uh, he's still sticking true to his must- quarantine mustache. It's my pandemic mustache. As soon as the pandemic pandemic's over, I'll shave it off. So I'm going to have it for a while. I'm pretty it's, sure. uh, it's quite the look uh, for anyone. <laughs> it's a choice. <laughs> I think a lot of, oh my. A lot of people, <laughs> men included, and certainly uh, in that conversation, have quite the look these days with... Uh, no uh, haircuts and such. Yeah, I haven't gotten mine cut in about two and a half months. I grew mine out in college there for a few years, so I'm uh, I'm just reverting back to those those shaggy haired days. And my wife has asked me a few times if I if she wants me to trim it or anything. I said no. This is the one chance the rest of my life I get where I can grow it out, and no one can really say anything because I I can't get it cut because uh, all the the barber shops and salons are closed in, until at least June. 
hopefully not any longer. But uh, yeah, we're all in. We're all in this together with our bad haircuts right now. Got the phone lines open three five six nine three nine seven. If you'd like to join us, going to talk some uh, football. Bob Osmussen, you may have seen uh, in Sunday's newspaper, ranking one hundred thirty college football teams. Bob, how long did it take you to put that story together? Have you have you got some? Uh, we gave him the assignment at the end of the twenty twenty football season, Steve, in January. I was going to ask him if, if he had some. <laughs> did he have uh, some overtime invoices to pass along to you or not? How, talk a little bit about the process, Bob. Well, it obviously took a while because I'm careful, but also I, I messed up every team, so that you know I didn't do a perfect job. I, nobody could. Uh, we're just kind of throwing darts at the board, but I, I did. I used multiple sources. I had some help from some people, and just tried to get a, get the best lineup as, that I could. It's funny today. I get emails from people that thought I had Illinois way too low, and I, I had people emailing me and said I have them way too high. So I think I probably did my job. I had some above. So it, it was it was tricky. The next one's a little tricky, as tricky, maybe not quite as hard. We're going to rank the best players. That'll be uh, Heisman candidates, 100 Heisman candidates. That'll be next Sunday. So it's, it's, it's what I actually love it because it makes me, forces me to think about college football, which I love college football. So this is just the greatest assignment for that vantage point. I did a lot of reading about all the teams. It's, it's really, really fun. So, I think if we, we ever have a season, it's going to be great. But I'm not sure we're going to have one. <laughs> you had Illinois at uh, Illinois at 56, Bob. So, uh, what was? Give me an example of a uh, correspondence you've had since those rankings come out with people unhappy with you. Okay, so one guy wrote me, and I won't give his name. It wasn't Matt or Scott or Steve, <laughs> and they he wrote that he said I did I didn't expect them to be in the top 10 or top 20, but I would have thought right after that. So I think this person is looking at the schedule and thinking this team is going to wait win the eight or nine games. Therefore, it should be a top, you know, thirty team surely. And I my thinking was more. I looked at what how the season ended for Illinois. They lost the bowl game. They lost the game game against Northwestern. Did not look good at all. They lost to Iowa the week before that. So last three games were all losses. And I think. There are a lot of question marks that would have been answered somewhat by how the how the summer went, how the spring went. Well, we don't know those. That's going to even happen. So, I think Illinois is really a question mark. But they do have a schedule that's pretty friendly. So they, if they get to play, they could win, should win six games easily. Could could win seven or eight games, and it could win as many as nine or ten. But I think I think six would be the bottom line for this game. I was just waiting for you to keep talking to see if they're going to win a national title by the time you got done with your no, summation no, of no, Illinois football. Okay. Now another guy, a set of, a group of guys, a group of friends wrote me. They said they loved the rankings, which I appreciated, and then they said, "But how wrong you were." Well, no, they said. Then they said we would have Illinois around a hundred. So they were not thinking. They were not happy about this team. They were not. Not convinced the team's going to be any good, so that was that was the other side. So you asked about the person that thought, "Hey, this team is a lot better," and the person thought, "They, hey, this team is a lot worse." So, so you hit right I in the did, middle, Bob. You did your job. I think I did a good job. There you yeah, go. I think exactly. So and nobody knows, frankly. I didn't know that team last year was going to go to the bowl. I thought they had have a chance, but I would never have said for sure they're going to go win six games, and go to the bowl. 
just like this year, I would say they should win six, but I would not say anything beyond that. So if there's anything beyond that will be a, a surprise probably. I'm going to go back to what you said about uh, whether or not there's going to be a football season. Has your opinion changed over on that particular topic since we talked a week ago? No, I still think that there's going to be such a great um, push for it. I think, I think the people, I think the SEC wants to play football. And But I, I, bottom line, honestly, Steve, is it has to be health-related. If we're not paying attention to the doctors and scientists, then we're doing a really bad job. But if we pay attention to those people and they work, figure out a way to make it work, I think there will be every effort made. But, again, it's not very important in the grand scheme of things. I think health is much more important. All the people are getting sick and dying is much more important than football. I love football. I hope we have it back. But if we don't have it back, then it's, it's for the right reasons. 519, Monday Night Sports Talk. Steve Kelly, along with Matt Daniels, Scott Ritchie, Bob Osmussen, phone line is open. You had a chance on Friday to spend some time on the telephone mm-hmm. with Lovey Smith, who looked mm-hmm. quite comfortable in the, the photos that I saw of his office in Scottsdale, Arizona. He's got a lot of books in his office. Uh, his, his wife, Marianne, uh, took that photo and, and sent it to me on Friday afternoon. Uh, those are the only two occupants of their residence in Arizona and have been for almost two months uh, after... Loving his wife went there uh, right around before spring break uh, at the University of Illinois, and then they were only going to be there a week or so before coming back before the start of uh, spring practice for Illinois, just kind of a chance for them to get away uh, for a little bit before the the grind of the season started. And then obviously everything changed, and uh, they've decided to just stay there, uh, essentially since the stay-at-home order is still in effect in in Illinois. And um, Again, I haven't had as many interactions with with Lovey Smith over the last few seasons as Scott and Bob and you, uh, Steve, have as well. Since uh, you know, I haven't been on the beat since 2016, but uh, I was the most energized I'd heard him in, in quite some time. Uh, I almost I didn't ask him this, but it was almost like, are you, is this really Lovey Smith? Are you, are you you know he just he was really you know energetic and, and forthcoming with his answers and honest and you know we didn't talk the whole time about Illinois football and breaking down his roster and things like that. So maybe that led to some of the, the banter he had, but, um, you know, he, he was, uh, you know, still gung ho about, uh, you know, the upcoming season still thinks it's going to kick off in, in time, uh, when, when they're scheduled to open the season on September 4th against Illinois state. And, and he knows it's kind of his responsibility as the leader of the Illinois football program to, to make sure that his players are ready, uh, no matter what the, the circumstances uh, dictate and in terms of schedule, uh, things like that. He did say too that the, they'd already made some adjustments to what they were going to do in training camp. If that were to take off, or if that were to happen in August, like it usually does, based on the fact they didn't have any spring practice. But I think a lot of it too is confidence, and I wouldn't call it swagger per se, but just he has this belief in his team, and uh, that to me stems from the fact that it's a very senior-led group, a uh, very veteran group, and they know what a lot of these returnees can do it's not like last last year at this time where they didn't have you know a quarterback solution really uh you know it was mj rivers matt robinson or Cran taylor then brandon peters transfers in 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 june and kind of changes that dynamic and they've got a guy that they know who is kind of the face of the program right now and and brandon peters and uh, they do have some question marks that, that need to be answered personnel wise but 
like Lovey Smith told me on Friday too, it's not like they're installing a completely new offense or defensive scheme or special teams. The the familiarity is there with this group, and he, you know, said too that if there is a group that can be equipped to handle something like this that's being thrown at them right now with all the adjustments they've had to make, it's a it's a group like this because they've they've seen everything that can possibly be seen in, in college football. Brian Barnhart uh, also spent some time uh, talking to uh, Lovey Smith, and that'll be part of a special program tomorrow night at 7 o'clock here on Newstalk 1400 DWS. You'll hear from Lovey Smith, Josh Whitman, and some other folks talking about uh, football and uh, things going on or not going on <laughs> at this particular time. As I mentioned, the phone line is open. We do have a caller, and Alan, you're on the air. Go ahead, Alan. Well, guys, uh heaven forbid that we don't have football this year and it's quite possible because I think Rutgers and Maryland is going to be the two teams in the Big Ten that's going to really upset the apple cart because of where they're at. What do the universities or even Illinois as far as that goes, what do they do with the players? Do they carry them over for next year or what do they do with them? I mean what are they going to do with the scholarships? Are they going to let them carry over for another year? And will they allow them to even work at home or anything like that? Yeah, I mean, I don't think anyone really knows that <clears throat> at this point, Alan. I think as we saw play out, uh, you know, in the last six weeks when, in regards to spring sports athletes, you know, the NCAA acted almost two and a half weeks after the, the cancellation of, of spring sports and, and voting to allow the, those spring sport athletes the, the option to uh to come back for an extra year of eligibility i don't know what would happen if you know the football season was not played at all and, and how that would affect uh the scholarship situation because you're looking at 85 scholarships for illinois and how that would play out in the future that that's going to be for the, the athletic directors and the university presidents and the NCAA to, to figure out but uh yeah, no, don't really know right now as we sit here in early May. It's a, you know a situation I don't think any of us want to see happen or, or transpire at all. But um, I, I think there is going to be college football played at, at some point. I just don't know if it's going to kick off right when it's supposed to in early September. And what the schedule is set up right now is I don't know if that's going to you know transpire, not only for Illinois but for other schools across the country too. You might see just kind of a, a, a condensed schedule depending when the season does you know officially kick off. I'm looking forward to just a conference schedule this year. I think that's what's going to happen. That could happen, and uh, don't rule out the possibility of the football season being played in the spring. Mm -hmm. I, I don't think that's what they want to do as far as a first choice, but uh, there's been talk about uh, playing that in February, March, and April with uh, bowl games maybe in, in May. Uh, again, I don't think that's the most desirable thing, but they also don't want to walk away, Scott Ritchie, from that TV money. No, that's kind of a big deal. Um, <laughs> you know, I think Big Ten teams, or not teams, but schools got roughly $51 million uh, from their, their media rights deal. Um, and that only continues to happen if there are games played and broadcast on live TV. So uh, that's going to certainly you know factor into some of the decision. And if it takes happening in a football season in spring to – get that that you know kind of fulfill the the tv deal then they'll do it because i mean that's millions and millions of dollars and it's you know, kind of you know, that keeps athletic departments afloat almost i mean 
think the Big Ten's in a little better place just kind of across the board, but they still need that influx of money. Alan, I got a question for you. If football yeah. starts on time and if fans are allowed, I know you go to a lot of games. Are you going to Illinois football if that's the case? Well, to be honest with you, Steve, I was debating whether I was going to do that this year. But after all this, yeah, I am. In fact, I even had the ticket office guy call me wanting to know if I was still uh, wanting a season ticket. I said, no, I'm not going to buy it. I thought it meant wanted me to buy them now. I said, I'm not going to do anything until the season starts. Uh, he said, well, I mean, uh, if we do have a season, are you still wanting one? I said, yes, I do. But, uh, yeah, after all this, yes, I do. But you talk about spring, uh, playing in spring in February. How's that going to work in Minnesota, Wisconsin, Michigan? Boy, that's going to be brutal. It's going to be chilly. <laughs> <laughs> that's an understatement. <laughs> We'll find out who the real football guys are, right? <laughs> so it's just it's football. Weather. I don't know if I don't know if I'll be there in February. I ain't going to bet on that. Could be a little chilly around here too. Hey, Alan, thanks for the call. Yeah. We appreciate it as always. Going to visit with Mike Walner a little bit uh, coming up at the bottom of the hour. Any other thoughts, Bob, on uh, that line of conversation we just had there? Well, I was fascinated. Everybody had good ideas. I think everybody's going to have to be open-minded about whatever happens. I think I think the NCAA is going to have to look at opening scholarship numbers, just temporarily, temporarily change the numbers, allow teams to have more. I think, and I think a spring football season does not make a lot of sense to me. I think Allen's freeze in, in January and February doesn't make a lot of sense, and I think also that the idea of having then you have you'd mess up twenty twenty one as well. So I don't, I don't think you're going to do that. I think you're going to play in 2020, or you're not going to play in 2020. You're not going to have 20, 20, 20 season 21, and then try to come back and have another season six months later. Makes no sense to me. So I, I think it'll have happen or not happen. I'm just praying it happens. I think they'll have a spring season if, if they're forced to. College athletics well, can't survive without college football from a monetary standpoint. So I think they'll. They'll do whatever they can to, to get games in, whether that's in January, February of 2021, whatever the case may be. And maybe the uh, shortened season of just a conference season. Yeah, that may be If you can get too. that in in the yeah, fall, maybe. Yeah. One more thing, Steve, I think is really important. I think this is going to teach every school a lesson here. I, I know everybody wants to build the newest, the greatest new facility, the practice facilities, all this. I think everybody should put the brakes on now. I think it's okay to do that down the road, but right now I'd say some of these schools are going to be in trouble financially in large part because of the over-aggressive building of buildings, you know, facility here, facility there. I think that's unfortunate. And I think if all these projects were going on, they'd be less tempted to try to play this year. I think there's so much money on the line. There's so much you need for that money, but I think they have to look down the road at don't get in this situation again. We are moving up at uh, 5.30 WDWS, Champaign-Urbana. Monday Night Sports Talk will continue after this. Stay with us. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Monday Night Sports Talk here on DWS. We're rolling along until 6 o'clock with Bob Usmussen. Matt Daniels, Scott Ritchie, and yours truly, Steve Kelly. Phone line is open, 
356-9397. Let's welcome in Mike Walner, the Director of Golf at the U of I Golf Courses in Savoy. How are you doing, Michael? I'm doing good, guys. How are you guys doing? After a few uh, weeks of not being so busy, you got pretty busy all of a sudden over the weekend with golf being uh, reintroduced, the season restarting on Friday under some uh, different uh, restrictions. Give me an overview of how things went. We talked to you a little bit Saturday morning with one day in the books. Now you've got just about four days in the books. How's it going down at the Orange and Blue? Actually, it's been going really well. I mean, the 15-minute tee times, you're definitely spaced out pretty well. And, uh, you know, so far it's, it's gone really smooth. I mean, not really any issues whatsoever. Have you talked to any colleagues at uh, other courses on uh, how things might be going there? Yeah, we kind of have a little group text going with, uh, you know, myself and Lake of the Woods, David, and then Lance at Champaign and Rob at uh, Lincolnshire. And we've been, we've been talking back and forth about, you know, what we were going to do. We actually had a Zoom meeting a couple Saturdays ago to kind of talk about what we were all going to do. So we were pretty much all on the same page on, you know, we read the description of what we had to do and we all wanted to be on the same page. And then we talked with the, you know, Brooke Hill and Willow Pond guys and uh, we all kind of got on the same page and Iron Horse as well. And, you know, we all wanted to do the same thing. So, you know, they wouldn't come down on us if something went haywire like it did last time. We wanted to be the the guys doing the right thing, and you know, from what we from what I've talked to, I've talked to a couple of them last night through text, and everything seemed to go smoothly everywhere. Mike, what are some of the the maybe the common questions or inquiries you're you're getting from from folks that are wanting to come out and play uh, in this in this new world we live in right now? Well, the main question is why the um, why the 15 minutes and why the twosomes? I mean, you could, in, in most of our opinions, and, you know, Steve's been out playing a few times, so he knows. I mean, you could easily, I think, play a foursome and have the 15-minute tee times and still be well ahead. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're driving around monitoring the course to make sure there's no you know, rule breakers per se. And I mean, you could go two or three holes and not even see a group. And that's, that's the main question is why, why the twosome, I, you know, most people understand the 15 minutes, mm-hmm. which might, but most people just don't understand the twosomes. And it kind of takes a little of the camaraderie out of the game for, especially a guy like, like Steve's group who, you know, they have a good group of guys and, you know, they joke around and all that stuff and have a good time. It's, you know, just being a twosome, it takes a little fun out of it. But, you know, we're thankful to we're thankful for what we got and we're thankful to be open. So that's what we're going with. Mike, Mike what was it like, too, for you dealing with uh, everything that transpired in mid-March to kind of all the abrupt changes to then having it back for one day in early April to then, you know, being shut down? Uh, the rest of April and then gearing back up here now in May. Well, you know, it was, we were really excited to get open and obviously really disappointed to get closed. And, you know, that being said, I was, I was working on the ground screw, working out, 
mowing rough and I'll be honest with you it's a that's a job that you know I didn't want to do for a long <laughs> period of time let's be real honest with you and it's uh you know any golfer that plays the game should have to ride a rough mower for a couple hours and they'll get a good appreciation of what it takes to keep a golf course maintained that's for sure well Mike you mentioned that you know several of the courses around the area are trying to all be on the same page. Just, um, is that maybe a push even maybe statewide and with the, you know, Chicago district golf association kind of, you know, overseeing golf in Illinois, just if everyone kind of follows all the rules and, you know, does a good job with that yeah. now that, you know, maybe fairly soon, maybe some of those restrictions can be, you know, lessened or, or limited a little bit. Yeah. That's what, that's what we're kind of hoping for, you know, I've I've spoken with some people at the Chicago District Golf through text or email and you know they're they're a pretty powerful organization in the state of Illinois for golf as well as the Illinois PGA and the Golf Course Superintendents Super Association they are um they're in the governor's ear I guess a little bit you know on a daily if not weekly basis to talk about this and I know they're working really hard to try to get some of these limitations to get going and you know I think we feel like if we're good stewards of the rules and we're not rule breakers and we're doing the right thing that okay maybe you know in a week or so we might get rewarded and they'll they'll get the foursomes and get the foursomes and the 15 minute tea times and you know go from there. Bob, you threatened to go out to the golf course. Have you done that yet? Not yet, but I, I want to go. Mike, I'll call you and let you know. <laughs> I, mean, I don't want to take one of your tea times. Uh, my question is, is this going to be long-term maybe a good thing for golf? I mean, I think people appreciate now, whoa, whoa I really miss golf. And I know rounds were down recently in the last couple of years. I would think this may, might bring the game back. People realize, A, it's a safe sport, and B, I, I miss it. I love it. Is it? Do you think that could happen? This could be a really good I, thing long term. I hope so. I hope it is. I mean, you know, right now there's there's so many people that aren't working, and they want to be able to do something. And golf's really one of the few things they can do. I just saw on Channel Three News that they're going to allow tennis and pickleball to open tomorrow with with singles only, but. Looks, it seems to me like if you know they're starting to maybe relinquish some of the you know the restrictions and you know hopefully uh, hopefully real soon uh, you know we'll get most of our stuff you know back in back to normal. I think that, honestly I think the social distancing is probably going to be here for for a while for sure. But That's yeah, I hope it does. Uh, and I hope it does and you know, increase the game and, you know, bring some new players into it. And, you know, that'd be great. Another couple of minutes with Mike Walner. He's the director of golf at the U of I courses. Mike, you normally have a tournament or two uh, each month and uh, a handful of outings each month. I know the two-man better ball is in May. The U of, I, uh, U of I Open is in July. How are things progressing towards that? And uh, you got a plan you know, to be able to do that. But then again, you don't know if you're going to be able to do that. Exactly. Uh, well, when this first started, you know, back in when we got shut down in April, 
I called a lot, most of the outings that I had in May, and I said, "Hey, listen, obviously this is going to be this is probably here for longer than April, so we better try to find an alternative date." So I was able to push, a, you know, all of my outings I had in May back into August or September. And as far as the two-man better ball, which is supposed to be, you know, a week from Saturday, obviously we can't have that. We are tentatively going to push that back, hopefully to September, the the Labor Day weekend, right after the if the Illinois game is going to go on that Friday night. We would have the two-man better ball, which we have in May, have it on that Saturday and Sunday. So that seems to be the about the best weekend that that we could have that. The U of I Open, we're still planning to have that as scheduled, and that's you know that's a lower number of players. That's only about you know seventy seventy two players. Even if we had to go you know two sums, you could easily do that and still get uh, still get them in in a day if it wasn't you know fifteen minute tee times. We'd have to. You know, if they could get foursomes and, you know, 15-minute tee times, we could easily get that done. So we're still planning to do that. But as soon as we get, you know, more details on the order, I mean, on this one, it's pretty much set right set right there, you know, no, no large gatherings and no tournaments, which pretty much eliminates, you know, any outings, any leagues, and, uh, you know, any tournaments. So... It's kind of spelled out there, spelled out for you right there, what we can and what we cannot do. And, you know, we've so far we've been able to move a lot of our events later in the year, hoping that, you know, we'll be able to, to get them, get them all in. You know, September and early October are pretty good months to, to play golf. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've, we've uh, been lucky enough to, to move a lot of our events that we would have in May, June, and July into those months. So hopefully everything will be somewhat back to normal. I don't know if it'll ever be <laughs> back to normal this year as far as a, a large gathering together. And, you know, we'll go from there. When is the, the UI Open supposed to take place? And uh, if it can't take place uh, next month, are there any plans to push it back to the fall maybe? Yeah, we would definitely find a place for that. I mean, we've, you know, that's kind of our signature, you know, mm-hmm. individual tournament, and we'd hate to lose that even if we had to, you know, kind of do it over, you know, a Saturday or Sunday or of a different week. I mean, I don't, I haven't really looked at that that far. I mean, I do have some openings later, but, you know, so many people have, you know, tournaments go on. Mm-hmm. You know, pretty much the whole summer calendar is full, and I don't want to go up against somebody else's. That's that's not the right thing to do. And you know, I, you know, we'll we'll find a spot for it for sure. But you know, the the two man tournaments are the ones people really enjoy playing in. And that's you know, I hate to lose the U of I Open, but I'd also hate to lose the Better Ball and the mm-hmm. Players Cup, which are you know our big events of the you know of the tournament season. Plus the Twin City as well. I mean, yeah. I'm on that committee, and we haven't met for a while, but I guess we probably should meet here in the next couple <laughs> weeks to see what uh, what we need to do with that as well because, I mean, that involves more than just us. That mm-hmm. involves the, 
the local country club. So, you know, they have to be, you know, really involved in what's going on. So, All right, Michael, that's we'll Mike see. Walner. 359-5613 is the phone number for the U of I golf course if you'd like to make a tee time. Advisable to do that. You can pay uh, over the phone. You can pay online. A lot of ways to do it. Mike, we appreciate the update. All right, guys. Thanks for having me on. Have a good night, guys. You Thanks, too. Mike. Mike Walner with us on Monday Night Sports Talk, 545, a break, and back with more after this. Welcome back to Monday Night Sports Talk, 548, with you until 6. Still time to get in with a phone call if you like, 356-9397. Matt Daniels, Scott Ritchie, Bob Osmussen, Steve Kelly here with you until 6 o'clock. Basketball news, Mr. Ritchie. The House of Pain got another roster member. How many guys are going to be on this? Do you have any idea? I mean, they need five. They need five for sure. Yeah, uh, but they, they need more than five. <laughs> I'm not sure if those guys are going to play however many minutes the game is. I, most uh, TBT rosters are usually eight or nine guys. Yeah. Just so you, I mean, you've got your starting five and then some subs. Yeah, I don't know if I'd want to be the 12th guy on a TBT roster and <laughs> never get in the game. Yeah, uh, I mean, it kind of depends on what your share of the the prize is, though. I mean, true. I'd be the twelfth man for five percent. All right. So who's the, who's the latest Atlanta additions yet? Anyway, I guess we should probably say that. Yeah. Laurent Black. Don't bury the lead. <laughs> Laurent Black's gonna you know be on the team. Uh, Where did he play last year? He was in Brazil. Okay. This past season, um, ended up on two different teams. Kind of made a move around. Uh, the new year, uh, and you know, with his second team, when he finished, well, finished whatever you know, he could finish of the year, uh, kind of just played a, a small role off the bench, didn't really play all that much. Uh, and before that, he played in Argentina uh, in his first professional season. Um, had a decent year in Argentina, but uh, yeah, he's, I think, still trying to maybe find his way uh, in professional basketball. And, you know, some of the other. You know, guys on the even on the TBT roster, yeah, it took them maybe uh, a few seasons to kind of get established as a pro, and I think Laurent's kind of following that similar path, albeit um, in South America instead of Europe, as kind of you know, is the more traditional route. Episodes five and six of the Last Dance aired last night on ESPN. Matt, you watched it? I did. I thought episode five was the best one they've had so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, now that I say that, I can't exactly remember key details of it, but I remember watching it last night just being enthralled. Uh, it was about the dream team and, and kind of how Michael Jordan kind of transcended into this global icon. That just And uh, his his gambling, which gambling. I thought that, you know, I, th- I thought that was overblown at the time. Yeah. And, uh, but it was, it was part of who he is. Yeah, exactly. They, they needed to uh, needed to address that as, as well. But, uh, you know, the 92 Olympics and, and the dream team kind of always holds a you know, special place in – in my heart, I guess, is me being very corny and sentimental right now saying it just because... It's, it's true, it, though, because it, I feel the a, exact same way. It, it really it set the bar for what you know pro basketball players could do in the Olympics. And, and you have to think back in time, and I thought the episode last night really showed how it was back then, is that it wasn't a, a common thing, you know, and it, it was a historical moment that they had, and their effect on, on people was evident just by the fact that you know, you could see 
the massive crowds that would gather just to see them walk out of a hotel or anything like that. And, and I thought episode six let off pretty well with kind of what it was like for Michael Jordan to deal with everything because yes, I could see how that could wear down a person and grind on them. But then in the back of my head, I would think, well, I'm, I'm making millions of dollars. So if people want to have a moment of my time, I think I can, I can live with that, but I could, I could understand too, kind of where he was coming from. Either way, I thought it was, you know, really fascinating, you know, engrossing television. And, and what the best part to me about this whole series, and I think what it, shows is the fact that it is compelling television is you don't want it to end and as you're watching it you're not really thinking how long it's going you're just watching it and enjoying you know the the film and and the process i mean i wish there would have been more dream team and i mean I understand it's a, a 10 episode you know series and mm-hmm. you know i have to move on to different subjects but i could have <laughs> Like it's gonna be a bonus episode, <laughs> not only just on kind of around the dream team, but then a second bonus episode of the full scrimmage from Monte Carlo. And there clearly a footage clear, clearly exists because they played some of it. Right. I mean, I mean that's you kind of been discussed in basketball lore as the greatest basketball game ever played. Uh, so I would like to see all of it. Well, and I, I've read the Jordan rules twice now, and, and you know knew of some of the the beef between. Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen involving Tony Kukoc, but I didn't realize how much they zeroed in on him at the Olympics until I watched it last Because night. of Jerry Krause. Exactly. <laughs> That's true. The one, That's always the one unifying <laughs> Poor villain. Guy. In, in Poor all Jerry. This. It all comes back to him. Bob, what did you think of it? Oh, uh, it's just incredible. Hank and I, when it ended last night, the second episode, we both screamed, no, like we were so upset it was over because we can't wait to watch it. It's so good. And I think you're right about uh, Tony Kukoc. I think came across really well in the mm-hmm. part he's in. in it's kind of like what did I do? You know, it was kind of the uh, idea I got from there. Like it wasn't his fault. He, he just happened to be the foil because of Jerry Cross, as you guys said. I, I just think it's fascinating. I, w- I wish that thing was like 100 episodes, and maybe they'll maybe they'll do a part two after this is all over. Because that's what I want to say. It is. 554. Need to take one final break on Monday Night Sports Talk. We'll do that and be back with more after this. Stay with us. 557, about three minutes left here on Monday Night Sports Talk. Bob Osmussen has been with us the last few weeks on the telephone. Bob, Matt wants to know what you're working on uh, (laughs) for upcoming editions of the News Gazette. I'm writing a column for tomorrow, Michael Jordan, courtesy of courtesy of Kent Brown. I've got some more football stuff coming, and Matt will like some columns, so I'll write some columns, too. But whatever you guys want to read about. Sounds good, Bob. What do you got, uh, Matt? What are you you working (laughs) on yourself? Uh, Just waiting for Bob to finish his column, first off, and then uh, no offense, Bob. Um, Almost done. That's good. That's good. I heard that about 11.30 this morning. I know. It's all right. Uh, just working some more on, uh, you know, the, the Sunday series that I never envisioned writing in, in 2020, but that's kind of taken up most of my time now and just, uh, you know, dealing how people, various people in our community are, are being affected by, uh, you know, the disruption of sports, uh, planning on talk to, to Shorty Eichelberger, uh, later this week, kind of the matriarch of, of Illinois softball and big 10 softball tournament was supposed to take place this week and in uh urbana over there at Eichelberger field but obviously isn't isn't happening and 
just got a lot of things in the, in the pipeline. Colin Likas, our preps coordinator, is doing yeoman's work with kind of our, our look every day at uh, area high schools. We've been doing that for about three weeks or so, and uh, that series on spring sports is set to conclude next Wednesday. And after that, I think we're going to transition to kind of looking ahead to the fall sports, uh, just with the same area schools as well as we're kind of just sitting here in this uncertain time. I mean, spring and summer are always kind of not challenging times around here, but it's always you're coming off the high of Illinois football and Illinois basketball, and then it's just kind of filling time, but we've had to do that more here. Scott, is, uh, is Matt making you rank 330-some That's coming. college basketball teams? <laughs> That's coming. Well, Bob's got college football in May, and I've got college basketball in June, June probably. July. Uh, and 130 football teams, that, that's nice. Yeah, that's cake, there's, isn't it? There's four more teams transitioning to D1, so there's 357 <laughs> college basketball teams that I'll have to have rank. Fun, guys. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Bob. Hey, hey, Bob, thanks for your time. We'll talk to you again next week. Go right, Bob. <laughs> See you, Bob. Matthew, Scott, appreciate it. Thank you, Steve. Have a good uh, rest of the week. You too. Appreciate you listening. Thanks to Ed Bond as well. On WDWS, Champaign-Urbana for the guys. I'm Steve Kelly. Have a good night, everybody. <laughs>